continuing the saga of the Israelites in their efforts to realize God's promise to have a land all their own. Joshua led the nation for approximately 40 years. And the dates are very rough and estimated, but from 1402 to 1362 B.C., <clears throat> that's very shaky information, uh, did not appoint, he did not appoint someone to exercise direction of the Israelites with guidance from God, so there was a major leadership gap at his death. For a time, those who had been elders under Joshua exercised direction and some progress was made. In Judges 2, 8 through 11, we are told of the situation of the nation when these elders died. And I quote, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years, and they buried him in the boundaries of his inheritance in Timothaharis, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gaash, and all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. End of quote. <clears throat> Because they had not driven the inhabitants of the land out uh, as instructed, those other tribes remaining began to raid, uh, moved to open battle, and ultimately made some or all of Israel their subjects or slaves. What a terrible reversal of God's intention for his people. Remember, a land all their own was part of the covenant that requires their allegiance to Jehovah. He did his part. But the nation stopped short of cleansing the land of pagans and chose to chase other gods. Do we sometimes take God for granted and leave him in the background and seek satisfaction or pleasance elsewhere? The era of the judges covers about 300 plus years until Saul became king of Israel, uh, estimated sometime near uh, 1040 B.C., these deliverer judges are listed consecutively, but there probably was some overlap. It would probably be more accurate to call them deliverers, as that was their primary function. They are raised up by God with a special anointing to deliver his people from their misery. <clears throat> then, continue to guide the nation with authority after the oppression had been lifted. They would then become the primary adjudicator among the Israelites according to God's view, God's law. To properly set the framework for this role of the judges, we need to go back and look at two instances which set up the role of deliverer judge. First, to Moses in chapters 18 of Exodus, whereupon Jethro's observation and system of elders is created. The second, second uh, piece is in Numbers, then the Lord said to Moses, and I quote, Gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting, and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk with you there, 
and I will take some of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you may not bear it all alone. <clears throat> End of quote. These judges are first raised up from a godly base, and then they are given a temporary infusion of the Holy Spirit in their act of deliverance and subsequent duties of judging the nation of Israel. Throughout this book, one will read over and over again, quote, the people did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, end of quote. Then you will read the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people. Then the Lord would allow the oppressor to act, and the people cried out. God heard these cries, and the Spirit of the Lord would come upon whoever <coughs> and for the lifting of the oppression. What an incredible loving God to hear the cries of those who had deliberately thumbed their nose at their God and his word. How sad and what could have been. As the book moves to its conclusion, there is a phrase that is repeated four times. And I quote, In those days, there was no king. And end of quote. They had a king, it was God, but simply would not surrender to him. There were 14 judges, with Samuel being the last before Saul became king. Each individual instance where a judge was raised up to deliver the nation <coughs> had a remarkable different in individual circumstances that used means and methods of throwing off the oppressor. There's a reoccurring phrase in the last five chapters of the book, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Cyclically, the people would just ignore God and abandon worship. In chapters 17, 21 through 21, there is a truly disgusting and disturbing story which illustrates the confusion and degradation of God's people. They had come spiritually and morally to the pit. Israel had truly lost their way to God's house. Even the lure, degrading stories that we hear about today are no worse than the final episode of godliness. Yet, that is not the end of the story. God had made a promise to give them their own land, and that promise is just hanging there. God is in the business of redemption. May your days be filled with peace and blessings of the Lord's presence. Good day.